across town. Like I said earlier, I'm super excited today because it is Family Fun Day. Who else is excited for that? Oh, man. Look, if you missed the donut wall on your way in, please make sure you grab one. They're free on the way out. Uh, but stick around after 9.15 because we will have some amazing stuff in here. Jump castle, food trucks, all kinds of games, fun things to do. So make sure you stick around after the service. Um, my name is Brian, if you haven't met me before, and uh, I'm the youth pastor here at Crosstown, and I just want to share with you guys really quick uh, some really awesome things that we're doing in our youth ministry, for specifically for our junior high ministry this summer. We've got tons of amazing things planned this summer, and one of the ones that I want to share with you guys is instead of doing a break away, we're going to do a break and stay here in Charleston where we're going to take two days, two full days, which is good for a lot of you parents, we're going to take your child for two full days. We'll meet up here on June 11th through June 12th, and we're going to start here, head straight over to James Island County Park and do rock climbing, have a Bible study, a picnic out there, do all kinds of fun stuff there, come back here and have a lock-in. We're going to have like a jump castle. Well, I didn't clear that yet, but uh, we have jump castle, right? I'm going to get us a jump castle in here. We're going to have video games. We're going to have all kinds of snacks, food, good stuff. And then we're going to hang out all the next day. And I know what you're probably thinking. Those junior high are going to stink like real bad. We don't have showers here. So I'm going to take them to Whirling Waters the next day. And they're going to get cleaned up. And we're going to have a picnic out there too, do a Bible study, and just have an amazing time doing that. So don't miss out on that. If you have a junior high student or if you are a junior high student here, Make sure you come to that. It's, it's going to be an amazing time. So if you want to stay up to date on stuff like that, get that kind of information, then just please download our app. It's a free app. You get all these notifications of what's going on here across town and amazing things that we do like the junior high ministry break and stay. So <laughs> thank you guys. Thanks, Brian. Man, you know what? <laughs> he has no idea he could have in that moment just about asked for anything and would have got it. I'm glad he went with Jump Castle because I thought he was going to go for like paintball, laser tag or something like that. He could have gotten that, but uh, that's going to be a lot of, lot of fun. Hey, uh, how many of you either gave blood this week or did Walk for Water or sponsored somebody doing Walk for Water? Can I see your hands? Man, excellent. Let's give it up for these folks. That's right. Man, go on to our Facebook page and see some of the amazing photos, particularly from the Walk for Water. It was great to see everybody getting involved and being a part of that, helping people have water. Um, we're just looking for ways to express kindness to our community and to the folks around us. Uh, the blood drive was a great success. If you came out and gave, it was a little bit more painful. Um, you know, but it was a really a good time. We enjoyed being a part of that as well. And also, let me just remind you, as we're learning about kindness, we're doing that this Wednesday at our Encounter series, which is, um, uh, it starts at 7 o'clock, and we're learning about not so random, about being intentionally kind to the people around your lives. So we invite you to join us for some worship and some time of growing and this idea of kindness this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Well, I'm glad the kids are here because I get to act silly and, and, and that's cool and I, I like you know, having an excuse for acting silly. But we were talking about kids, if you're here for the first time or parents, even if you're here for the first time, we've been talking about 
hearing from God and developing that frequency of understanding between us and God and cutting through the noise. And one of the things that we learned right up front was that hearing God's voice starts with, and starts with a relationship with Jesus and following after him. Jesus made the statement this way. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And so as a result of a relationship with God and hearing God's voice, that we begin to follow after him. So hearing God's voice starts through a relationship with Jesus Christ um, with the intention of following after him. So that's, that's really what we've been doing is learning to listen to God because God wants to speak to every single one of us. And he doesn't care how old you are. God just loves talking to all of us. Last week, we started talking about, you know, um, how do I know it's God? So I encourage you, if you weren't here, we learned about this thing called the Rosetta Stone. And probably a lot of the kids learned about that in history. Uh, we learned about how the Rosetta Stone helped us understand the hieroglyphics from the Egyptian days. Well, we also learned that through the scriptures and through different ways that we can make sure when God is speaking to us that it is God and it's not just something I've heard around or something that I was saying to myself. But today, we're going to, we're going to look at how does God talk to us? I mean, really, how does God communicate us? And it's such a great topic for us to explore with kids here. Matter of fact, I want to use some of the kids to help me teach it. So I'm going to use two examples. Let me, let me pull them out here. We're going to use this cone, and we're going to use these cans over here. And we're going to look at these, and probably, you know, uh, if I could get my volunteers to come up, where are they, if, uh, Braden and, and Kat, if I could get you to come on up. And we're going to talk about, as a kid, at least when I was a kid, we didn't have all the technology that that kids have today. Kat, let me ask you if you could stand in the back, all right? Let me get you to stand back there, and uh, Braden's going to communicate with you. But we're going to use the cone and the can and the strings as an illustration about how God communicates with us. So he doesn't always do it the same way, and we also communicate with each other in different ways. So let's start with the cone, all right? Uh, now, I'm going to ask you to do something, and you need to be very wise when you choose your answer to the question. Kat is back there, way in the back corner there, so you're there. Now, um, I want you to tell her, get this right, all right? There is only one right answer, but I want you to tell her who your favorite NFL team is, okay? <laughs> all right, so I want you to communicate to her. <laughs> Who, who are your favorite NFL teams? Okay. And if it's from the Northeast, okay, except for one team. Okay, go ahead. Who's your favorite? The Tennessee Titans. Wow. All five of you are here. Matter of fact, that was your family sitting out there. You're, oh, they're Chicago Bear fans. Okay, now, uh, Kat, did you hear that? Okay, how many other people heard his answer? Okay, pretty much everybody heard his answer. Okay, so that is one way to communicate. Um, matter of fact, everybody heard, wait a minute, let me ask you to do something, one more thing. Right. I want you to tell Kat how old you were when you stopped sucking your thumb. You really don't want to do that? 
I got, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, and the reason why is because if he yells his answer through there, and everybody here is going to know the answer to it because this form of communicating is going to communicate to everybody out there. So let's try something different then. Let's, let's leave the cone and kids, I don't know if you've seen these before. Uh, we used to play with these when we played with jacks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that old. We never played with jacks. <laughs> old people. Okay. Kat, will you come here and get, get your, um, your can and we're going to we're going to find another way to communicate here. We're going to use the cans. All right, there you go, and, and kind of roll it out. Yeah, these are high tech. Um, these, yeah, these cans came from the apple orchard. They had apples in them, so they weren't manufactured by Apple, but they were, no, I'm only kidding. It was actually clam chowder. Okay, these are clam chowder. So these are New England New England, right answer, New England cans. And why don't you swing that way a little bit and try not to hit that guy in the head. Okay, there we go. All right, and let's tighten them up, okay? And uh, uh, you might have to hold it super straight. There you are, okay. Get a little tightness. Now, I want you to tell her what your favorite color is, okay? But try not to let everybody hear it in this particular. So, so let's see if these work. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, let me just tell you why she said that. Because we had already staged it that she knew the color, just in case she, it didn't actually work, okay? I mean, I do this for a living. You got to make sure things work, yeah? But we made them yesterday in the house, and we're like, I don't know if this works. So we had to make sure. So it actually worked. Okay, so we were able to communicate the color green, but... Not everybody was able to hear it, but yet you were able to communicate that. Okay, why don't you guys walk off with those? Thank you very much. Matter of fact, yeah, you can leave them right there. Yeah, I, I can always use, a, always use a prop. Thank you so much. So those are different ways to communicate. Um, but isn't it interesting the cone had advantages, and the cone also had disadvantages. Um, the can had advantages, but it also had some disadvantages as well. And so we, we kind of had to work that through that a little bit. And God speaks to us in different ways. And there's sometimes when God actually uses the cone and communicates to us. And then there are other times when he actually uses kind of like the can and the string methodology. One of the ways that God talks to us is through nature. Now let me ask you, is nature a cone or a can way of communicating. Anybody want to shout out, kids? Which way do you think nature speaks to us? Do you think it's more like a can, or do you think it speaks to us like this? Well, let me read you a verse, just so that nobody feels bad if they got the answer wrong. Psalm 19.1 says this. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day and night they pour forth speech, Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Kind of sounds like the conical way of communicating, or that God's using a megaphone. And one of the ways that God does communicate to us is through nature, through science, through creation. And as we begin to look at creation, as we begin to look at science, and we begin to put it all together, God begins to speak to us about different things, 
about his beauty, about intentionality, about life. There's so many things that God is shouting to everyone. I mean, everybody gets the message. If you're out walking and you see a beautiful sunset, or if you're enjoying the beach here in Charleston, or if you go to the mountains with your family for spring break, you had an opportunity to just look as, as nature is kind of just shouting out, and God's communicating to us about his beauty, about his intentionality, about his love, and it's just amazing. Me and my wife were sitting today, and as we were having coffee, as the sun was coming up, we have these hummingbird feeders and little bird feeders set up around the house. And the, and the red-ringed hummingbirds were coming, and they were, they were beginning to uh, get the nectar, and it was absolutely beautiful. And that's one of the ways that God speaks to us. It's loud. Everybody can hear it, um, even if they don't want to. Because here's one thing I want everybody to know, kids and parents alike. There is nothing about nature, science, or creation that communicates that God does not exist. A lot of us are kind of like, if you're like me, I'm into science. I like reading about it. I like the updates. But there's nothing in creation that says, no God, that there is no God. There's nothing in creation that is shouting that out to us. But sometimes, the matter of fact, the only thing in all of creation that shouts out, no God, is us. Is that sometimes we don't want God in our lives. And that's what the Apostle Paul was talking about in Romans 1.20. He says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature has been clearly seen, it's been shouting to us, to every one of us, being understood from what was made, so that men are without excuse. You know, the question of the existence of God is always yes until something is discovered in creation that says, no God. But nothing has ever been found, nor will be found, that scientifically says that God does not exist but rather it's shouting out to us the beauty and the wonder of the creator. But a lot of times through creation, it's not very private, is it? So it's not the only way that God wants to communicate to us. Another way God speaks to us is through his word, the Bible. Now the Bible's kind of interesting because it kind of has cone moments and it also kind of has can moments. There are there are, there are some times when God seems to speak to us. So it's kind of like both of these ways. We are told by the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy that all cre scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching and challenging us, rebuking, correcting, training, and righteousness so that the servant of God can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I love the way that it says it. Because it, it, it says that all the scripture is God-breathed. And if you ever use one of these cans, you kind of put your, your, your breathing into the cup like this. And so what scripture is, it's, it's basically God breathing into a can and it's attached to this book. And he speaks into it. And as the breath of God communicates, just like oh, the vibrations go over the stream, go into the other cup, the breath of God speaks 
and has inspired people to write his words, and as a result of that can relationship, they begin to write down what God was saying to them, and God still speaks to us. Now, he speaks in a very general way to everybody about how he created the world. He speaks in a very general way to everybody that he gave his only son that we may have new life. But then there are times, like Paul says here, that there's time when it gets really personal, where God talks to you about your favorite color. He talks to you about your dreams. He talks to you about maybe some things that didn't go well or maybe things that you did wrong and, and maybe talks about you forgiving somebody or, or you asking somebody for forgiveness. There are times when God speaks into the can through the word of God and speaks very privately to us. So the Bible is very important in how it communicates to us, and it tells us his story, just like mountains tell us, and just like stars talk to us about the glory of God. The Word of God tells us uh, about what his plan is for us individually and personally. There are some times when God shouts from the Bible, and then there are some times when I'm reading the Bible, and he speaks to my heart personally. It's kind of like I got a can inside of me and he's got a can in heaven and he tightens the string and through his word he begins to speak into my heart as I read the word of God. And one of the most important things that God tells me out of his word is he tells me about Jesus, about his son that he sent to the earth. And here's the thing, Jesus is a way that God talks to us as well, but he, he speaks to us from the word. Listen to what it says in the Bible in Hebrews 1. In the past, God spoke to us, spoke to our forefathers through the prophets in many different kind of ways, through cones and through cans, through prophets, uh, through visions and dreams. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, Jesus, whom he, he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. So I think... The reason why God came up with the Bible, I mean, if you ever wondered that, I've kind of wondered, why a book? Why would God talk to us from a book? Because I think the book has something that everybody can read and know about, but also it invites every one of us to get private. It invites us into those can moments. When I open the Word of God and I begin to read it for myself, Though everybody may know what's in the Bible and what it's about, as I begin to read it myself, God begins to speak to my heart through his word, and he begins to breathe his word into my life. And so I think the Bible is one of those ways that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you can't avoid the sun. If you're grouchy and mean, you know, it doesn't matter. The sun's going to be up there just beaming as happy as it can be in the Carolinas, and it's going to be up there, and you can say, I don't want to pay attention to the sun. Well, you're going to have to put sunglasses on. Well, I don't want to, I don't like the sun. Well, then you're going to have to put air conditioning on. You're going to have to try to stop the sun from talking. And creation will not stop talking about God. But you can decide whether or not you're going to open that Bible or not. You, can you will have to decide whether or not you're going to put the can to your ear and allow God to speak into your life through his word. Then there's another way that God speaks to us, and that's during our times of prayer. Um, kids, what would you think uh, prayer was like? You think it's more of a cone time, or do you think it's more of a can time? 
I got a little fellow there. Yeah, what do you think it is? It's more of a can time. Why? Why do you think it's more of a can time? That's exactly right. You know, it's like you're, you've got a can in your hands. Wow. Isn't that sweet? Oh, my goodness. So you got a can in your hands, and God's got a can in his hand. And, and when you spend time in prayer, it's kind of tightening that string. See, that's quality time that we have with God. That is absolutely beautiful. It's, it's very personal, and, and Jesus did this. I mean, you know Jesus was really busy, right? I mean, he's got to save the world. He's healing people. He's feeding people. He's doing all these miracles and all this stuff. But every single day, what would Jesus go alone? He would, he would do. He would get alone, and he would have some canned time. There was a time when he was preaching on the Sermon on the Mount, and that was a cone time. When he was preaching in the temple, and that was a cone time. But then he would get alone with his father in the garden, and he would speak to him, and he would have that personal time where him and his father would have conversation. It's very, very personal. Now, here's the thing. If when I had the two cans, and I had Cat out there, and I had Braden up on here, and I asked for Braden to say what was your favorite color to Cat, but I had all of you people speaking at the same time and shouting out. Do you think he would have, do you think she would have heard the favorite color? Probably not. See, that's the thing about prayer time. Is that it's a time when we have to get away with just us and God. Just you and God. So when we talk to God, we need to establish, we need to establish a prayer time. You know, when I, was a little, when I was a little boy, I would talk to God, and what I used to do was, because I, I had eight, bro, you know, eight brothers and a sister, and so I had to share everything, so there really wasn't any quiet place in the house, so we had this, this really spooky closet in my bedroom, and there was clothes hanging everywhere, so I went deep, deep, deep in the closet, and I would get down, and I would just talk to God, and I would just tell him, hey, here I am. Just want to say, could you help me today? I'm, I got a D in arithmetic, and I could use a little help. And um, I, would just, I would just share my heart with him. But there were times when I would just say, listen, I'm going to establish a time to talk to God. And whether we're adults or kids, you have to establish that time. Otherwise, the crowd is going to be making too much noise. The crowd is not going to go away. They're always going to be there. So you've got to decide that you're going to make time for just you and God to pick up a can and talk to each other. You need to pick a quiet place. Um, I've tried to pray watching football sometimes, like during the commercials. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, you want to be spiritual. And it's like, you know, I, I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to pray, but I like football a lot. You know, I didn't really hear a lot of God talking to me during football season. You know, I would, because I was trying to do it in a crowded place. But rather, you have to go to a quiet place. So maybe find yourself a quiet place. Now, if you're kids, let your parents know where you're going. Uh, just don't go walking off someplace. But a quiet place where you can talk to God. Another thing, and I thought this didn't pertain to children, but it does pertain to children, leave your phone in another place. Leave your electronics, whatever it is, your PlayStation, whatever you've got, leave it someplace just for a few minutes 
And parents, just leave your phone. You don't need your Facebook updated every single minute. You know, just, and just get alone with God and have a conversation with him. And then when you're like, well, what do I say to God? Well, just share your heart. Just tell him, tell him what you like. Tell him what hurts you. Tell him what makes you sad. Tell him what makes you glad. And just share it with his heart. And then here's the really important thing. The really important thing is in prayer is sometimes your mouth is in the can and then there are sometimes your ear is in the can. Now most of us, especially adults, we go to God and we call this prayer. Do you have any thought to pray that you would work, that you help me with my job, that you help the kids watch over them, help us have travel mercies, uh, help them land on the moon, uh, help the Patriots win the Super Bowl again, be with Tom Brady, amen. And we call that prayer time. But part of prayer time, as we've learned from the can, is your mouth is speaking into the can. Then there's sometimes where you're just like this. Okay, God speak to my heart. And I guarantee you, it may be a small, still voice in your heart, but he will speak to you. He, will, he may say a lot of things. He may say just one thing. But when we make time and we get in a quiet place and we put things aside and we decide that we want to get quiet to hear God, God will speak to every one of us and we listen. Another way that God speaks to me throughout the day and he speaks to people who want God to talk to him is through his Holy Spirit. I mean, his Holy Spirit kind of goes with me throughout the whole day. It's kind of like God's in me and he doesn't need a string or a can. I mean, that's like the best way. Is he doesn't even need a can or a string because he's kind of like got his arm around my heart shoulder and he's talking to me. And there are times that I'll be going throughout the day and God will talk to me through his Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus told us in John 14. He said, the advocate... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said. So as you go throughout the day, God's Spirit will, will whisper things into your heart. Well, what kind of things is God going to say? Um, well, I'd say he's going to speak words that encourage you, okay? Make you a little bit more courageous in difficult times. There's going to be love that he's going to talk to you. He's going to tell you how much he loves you. Maybe when you're in junior high and you don't feel like, you know, nobody else likes you, he can speak to your heart and tell you that you're okay and that I love you and I've got a plan for you. He'll, um, he'll speak instruction to you. Hey, this is what I think you should do with your life. I think, hey, this is something you could do with your friend and, or, you know, or uh, here's how you get along with your brother better. And then there are times when the Holy Spirit will correct me. When I will talk to my wife and I've kind of sassed off a little bit too much. I don't know if anybody else knows about sassing off, but, you know, I've sassed off a little bit more and I've walked outside and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will speak to my heart and it's like, you know, you really weren't nice to me, Susan. I mean, you really weren't. You need, you need to go back in there. And so there are times when the Holy Spirit will speak to me about how much God loves me and sometimes he'll give me some insight about what job I should have, what should I be when I grow up because I haven't grown up yet. I mean, there's a lot of things that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. And then the last way that we'll talk about today is another way that God speaks to us is through his people. Um, some of you may be hearing God right now. We're told in Ephesians 4 that God gave 
different people with gifts like apostles, and, and that's kind of like a special messenger, and, and then prophets, and, and then pastors and teachers. But he also gives us friends and family of faith where we can begin to speak to each other and encourage each other with, with God's words. And sometimes God will tell me something that I should say to Deanna. And that God will be like, hey, you know Deanna right now, and, and she's, she's pregnant, and, and she really can't hear God too well right now because she's got this baby kicking, and emotions are going all kinds of ways, and you're totally justified in all that. I totally get it. But there'll be some times where God will just say to me or to her husband, Brian, just put your arm around her and tell her she's beautiful, and tell her you love her, and that she's awesome. And because she can't hear right now. You know, she, she's having a hard time getting her ear in the, in, the, in, the can, in the can. You know, she's having a hard time. Her feet are swelling. Her be- belly is going out. And so she needs to know that I love her and that she's beautiful. And that's one of the ways. That, and here's the thing. Here's how I know that my friends are speaking for God. Because sometimes I can say mean things. So how do I know when my friend is speaking for God? Well, the apostle James told us in chapter 3, verse 17, he says, the wisdom that comes from above, that when God, somebody is speaking to you for God, and it's kind of sharing something with you, and God wants them to tell you, the wisdom from above is first pure, it's then peaceable, it's gentle, it's open to reason, means it kind of gets you thinking about stuff, about God's stuff. It's full of mercy and good fruit, meaning that it will help you become a stronger Christian and grow in your relationship with God. It's impartial, it means it's, it's not somebody just sig- uh, signaling you out and just saying, you're, you know, getting in your face type of stuff. Um, and it's sincere, is that it's somebody that cares for you and cares for your heart and your relationship with God. See, and that's one of the ways that I, I find out if somebody's speaking to God for me, to me, is because I know that what they're going to say to me is going to strengthen me. It's going to encourage me. It may challenge me, but it will be reasonable, and God will want to grow me into a stronger Christian and child of God. So these are not the only ways that God speaks to us. And there are other ways, and we can't go into them today, but there are other ways that God speaks to us. Has anybody ever had a song Kind of God speak through a song to you? I mean, yeah, I have that happen all the time. I love music. And sometimes I'll hear a song and God will speak to me through that song. How about art? Anybody ever look at, you look at a painting or you look at a sculpture or you, you look at something that somebody has created and it just speaks to you about how beautiful um, and, and God will speak to you through that thing? Sometimes God will speak to us through theology and studying the word of God and studying what it, in the theology of God. Sometimes God speaks to us through dreams. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of crazy, and kids, maybe this is a new one for you, but there were some times that God will speak to your heart in a dream. Not all the time. You know, when all of a sudden you're having a dream and you're, you're, uh, you know, you're running with your brother and your brother turns into an elephant and then flies away, that's probably not a God dream. So not all of the dreams are God dreams. So you can always check to find out or ask somebody. But sometimes God will talk to your heart in the night. And he will begin to plant his ideas and his thoughts into your life. 
and he'll encourage you and give you wisdom and insight. And then there are times when God will speak to you through circumstances. You know, when things happen in your life, and I think you all know, but like the flooding thing that happens here at the church. We flooded three times in, in four years, and I think you're all familiar with that story. But I don't think I have had God speak to me more about me, about what church is supposed to be, about how to get along with those who you disagree with, um, more than through the circumstance of going through the flood. So there's a lot of different ways that God speaks to us. But what does it require? And Jesus told it to us in week one. He or she who has ears to hear, put the can to your ear. Because if you'll seek to hear from God, you will hear him speak. And you will love what he speaks to your heart. Because he loves you very much. God wants to speak into our lives. He wants us to know how much he loves us. That's what he wants to say. So if you're afraid of God speaking to you, don't be afraid. He wants to tell you how much he loves you. He wants us to know that he knows each of us. And you know what I mean, but that he knows each and every one of us. It means he knows what we're good at. He knows what we stink at. He knows how many times we do the wrong things and how, how we try to do the right things. And he knows when we're strong. He knows when we're weak. And guess what? It doesn't scare him. And guess what? He still loves us and he wants to have a relationship with us. He knows what makes me sad. He knows what I dream about. He knows what I want in my life. And that's so important, especially when I'm alone, that I know that my heavenly Father knows me. Then the third thing that I think God speaks to us about is he wants to share his ideas for our lives. He wants, he's got this incredible plan for our lives, and he wants to share those plans. He wants to share with me how to be a good daddy. He wants to share with me on how to be a really good husband. He wants to share with me on how to be somebody's best friend, or maybe to be a good pastor, to be a really good neighbor. He wants to share with me how to treat my doggie at my house. He wants to share with me about how to say I'm sorry when I need to say I'm sorry or how to allow forgiveness to, to just clean my heart. He wants to share his ideas. And he's got plans and he's got a hope for us and he's got a future for us and he wants to speak it to every one of us. Sometimes he speaks through the megaphone and the cone, but a lot of times for us personally, if we have ears to hear and if we set our hearts to listen, he will speak about our lives. Father, as we enter into this moment of spending time with you, of speaking and listening, Lord God, it makes us so happy to know that you love us that you know us and you want to share your plan for our lives. So as we enter into this moment of taking the bread and dipping the bread into the cup, remembering that Jesus' body was broken and his blood was spilled out on the cross so that we could have 
communication with you, so that we could have relationship with you, so that we could see you in creation, that we could put the can to our ear and hear God, so that we could have your arm put around the shoulder of our hearts. In this moment, Lord God, we set our hearts to hear you and to know you. Parents, let me invite you. If your children don't understand about Jesus dying on the cross for their sins, maybe this would be a great opportunity for you to show them as you receive communion. It's okay for them to watch and to wait for them to understand at a time what it means to take the bread, to dip it into the cup, and the whole idea of God so loving the world, giving us his son through his shed blood. But invite them to come with you and bring them up there with you and let them see you set your heart to hear from God. We invite you to come now and receive the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.